Hello, Jennifer Aniston. Hello, Allison. Welcome to the Hello, show. Hello, Sugar. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, so... Th- so... So this is Boss oh. Hags. Yeah, it's a podcast. It's on the internet. It's on the internet. It's on your phone. You can listen to us right in your ears whenever you want. Mm-hmm. On this podcast, we talk about whatever we want, and a lot of times it's cultural icons. Yeah, most of the time it's just, like, people we're attracted to. Yeah, so that's that. We're hags and we're the boss, so that's all we have to say about that. Okay, so let's start, Daddy. <laughs> let's begin. Well, first of all, have you done anything fun or interesting this week? Absolutely not. Yeah, that's kind of our brand. Yeah, I I did a double feature where I watched Saving Silverman and then Orange County, which both featured Jack Black. I would say that's exciting. I have never seen either of those movies, but I love Jack Black. Orange County features a young Colin Hanks. Oh, Colin! Yeah. Is that why you watched it? No, I watched it because it had Jack Black. Well, you could have been doing homework because we are talking about a member of the Hanks family today. Like, watching Orange County counts as homework, or I should have been, like, looking up stuff about Tom Hanks? I think it counts as homework, and you could have lied to me and told me that you were doing homework because you're so dedicated to this podcast. I would never lie to you, and I would never do homework. Thank you. You're welcome. Should we tell people who we're doing? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so today... The day has finally come that we are going to talk about Tom Jeffrey Hanks. Yeah, we are. Finally. Everyone's been and, waiting for it. Ugh. I mean, the fans are begging for it nonstop. But I love Tom Hanks a lot, and it means a lot to me that you're doing this topic with me. Well, I think that it's mostly that I wanted you to do all the work. And I was happy to do it. <laughs> Perfect. So here's the first thing I want to say. I think that we are going to talk about his movies and his filmography, yes, but we simply cannot go through all of his filmography. But I did find a podcast that already does that, and I listened to the episode about Tom Hanks, so I'm going to tell everyone about it. (laughs) So I found this podcast called The Complete Guide to Everything by Tim Daniels and Tom Reynolds. And they went through every movie that he's been in. And also that episode, they're they're doing that episode, like, right after the election in 2016. So their whole thing was like, let's take our minds off all the bad news and just think about Hanks and be healed, you know? That's a good life motto. I agree. Let's just think Okay, about so Tom. my first question for you is, do you think Tom Hanks is hot? Not right now, but in the 80s, absolutely. I would go to bat mm-hmm. for him. And the early 90s. I wouldn't say that I think he's very hot in um, You've Got Mail. I do like that his best friend is Dave Chappelle, though. Aw. Doesn't Dave Chappelle wear, like, a Newsies cap in that movie? Yeah, he does. Amazing. 
I agree. I think he's kind of hot and sleepless in Seattle. And I think he's hot in that picture that I sent you. But mostly he's just, like, cute and endearing. I think he's hot and big, even though if you think about the plot of Big, where it's like a 13-year-old in an adult's body, it's quite creepy because he sleeps with an, an adult woman. I'm glad you brought that up because that's the one Tom Hanks film that even though it's iconic and even though there are very fun things like dancing on the piano, I can't. I think it's okay, even though it's a little bit creepy, for him to like be into someone when he's in Tom Hanks's body, but it is not okay that they have sex. Yeah, that's, I don't know how that got past like... There had to be a bunch of people that approved that and were like, oh, cute. So. Yeah, it really shouldn't have flown, but whatever. But here we are. Here we are talking about a 13-year-old and an adult body having sex with an adult woman, so. He he looks really cute in Joe versus the Volcano also. Oh, agreed. I don't really Isn't love- Isn't that his first movie with Meg Ryan? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What a pair. Yeah, they both look really good in it. I don't know that I am a huge fan of that one, but yeah. I have some facts about Tom Hanks' childhood. He was born in California and grew up in a place called Concord or Concord. Who can say how it's pronounced? I believe when he was five, his parents divorced and then... I think by the time he was 10, he had lived in 10 different houses and had, like, two stepmoms. And his parents' divorce was really hard on him. And he said, like, a lot of people now try to deal with divorce in a mature way and, like, make sure that the kids know it's not about them and it's about, like, just the parents needing that. But he was like, our parents never explained that to us. Like, they didn't sit us down and tell us, like... This isn't about you. It's just that we're not right for each other. So we were all just confused and, like, kind of hurt by it. Oh. Interesting. He did this podcast called Desert Island Discs. And it's this BBC4 podcast where they have people come in and interview. And, um, like, the person being interviewed has to prepare seven or eight songs that they would take with them on a desert island. And so it's just a normal interview, but periodically they'll have the person reveal their next song and explain why they like it. Oh, that's cute. It was so cute. And he was talking about how he was a young teenager, like 14 or 15, and he was trying to find a vocabulary for what he was feeling and what was going on inside him. And the interviewer, who is Scottish, by the way, and sounds like Laura from Love Island, was like, well, did you ever figure out what it was? Like, did you find vocabulary for what you were feeling? And Tom Hanks started crying. It was very pure and sweet. And so he was crying and he said what it was is it was the vocabulary of loneliness. And then he talked about how being an actor is all about exploring loneliness and that all the great plays are about loneliness. What was the song? There's eight songs. Relaxez-vous by Dean Martin. There's a place by the Beatles. A Dusty Springfield song that I didn't write down the title of. For what it's worth? I don't know. Dust- oh, Dusty Springfield? 
Yeah. I got it mixed up with the Buffalo Springfield. My bad. <laughs> Honestly, you could have said anything and I would have been like, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. Then I'm right. Yep. Then 2001 Space Odyssey, the theme song that's like, dun, 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 bum, bum. Because turns out Tom Hanks is obsessed with space travel and like going to the moon. Is that a Stanley Kubrick movie? I believe so. Cool. Stanley Kubrick died in 1999, so that's unfortunate that he didn't get to see 2001, the year. Aw. True. I love that you know Buffalo Springfield and Stanley Kubrick's filmography. Yeah, well, I got Dusty Springfield mixed up with Buffalo Springfield, because they have that really popular song that people associate with, like, the 60s and war. Oh, it's called For What It's Worth. Yeah. His other songs. Let's see. The theme song to the film How the West Was Won, Once in a Lifetime by the Talking Heads, <gasps> Knock You Out by LL Cool J, and Layla by Derek and the Dominoes, which that last one I had never heard, and he described it as, like, the most beautiful track that's ever been recorded. Okay, here's, so, here's here you go. I have a, a fantastic fact about that song. Okay. So it's written by Eric Clapton, and it's about, so George Harrison is married to Patty Boyd, and George Harrison and Eric Clapton become friends, and he becomes, I think it's because he's so strung out, he might not have been, like, actually in love with her, but he wrote it about her, Mm -hmm. and so he played it for her and was like, what do you say? And she's like, I'm gonna stay with my husband. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yikes. But isn't that crazy? Think if you were two dudes muses. George Harrison and Eric Clapton. Not just any dudes. Not like Jed from The Bachelorette who's like, I'm a musician, but he's kind of embarrassing. It's like George Harrison and Eric Clapton. So it's, 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 it's inspired by a love story that originated in 7th century Arabia and later formed the basis of the story of Layla and Manshun by the 12th century Persian poet, I can't pronounce his name. So I was just making a point to say that it's based on a a different story, but, like, is inspired by unrequited love for Patty Boyd. Wow. Who also, her sister, Jenny Boyd, I just want to say this for another factoid really fast. Jenny Boyd was married to Mick Fleetwood. (gasps) Oh, full circle moment for us! I agree. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Jenny Boyd is so pretty and cool. Now I'm going to look up Patty Boyd. I, I had heard Layla before, but after I heard, and I, I mean, I didn't think it was bad. I just didn't really think about it at all. But then I heard that story and I was like, oh, this is a cool and interesting saucy song. Now that I've looked up Patty Boyd, who was, by the way, a stunner, and is because she's still alive and she's 75, uh, it says that she was married to Eric Clapton from 79 to 89. She was married to Eric Clapton later than George Harrison. So she married George Harrison from 66 to 77, and then she, like, immediately got with Eric Clapton. I, yeah, I think she might have had, like, some dudes in between, but it was, like, kind of, she was separated from George Harrison, so it wasn't just, like... She was sleeping around. I I think George Harrison probably slept around. Ugh. Unfortunately, that's probably true. Because men are trash. 
Even George, who, when I was a teenager, I had a birthday party for him with my friend Caitlin. Why? Because we loved George Harrison. That's just, like, the most random beetle to love. He's the hottest one, so that was our teenage reason. Wait, you, you liked that he had a coconut haircut? He looked like Coconut Head from Ned's Declassified? That's exactly why. Mm-hmm. Perfect. It's like you're reading my mind. It's like you were there. I, I know you better than you know yourself. Absolutely. He also has a son named Donnie Harrison, D-H-A-N-I, and me and my friend always thought that his son was really hot, but he's not really. <laughs> so, well, different things, that's all I have to say about that. Different things make people attractive, like... I don't know if Donnie had any talent, but, like, George Harrison... He was a musician. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, George Harrison could be considered attractive based on how, or like, how good he is at making music. Yeah. And honestly, that's what it was. Oh, Patty Boyd was in the movie A Hard Day's Night. Oh, yeah, that's George, how they obviously. met. It's oh, a very good story. I mean, it's fraught with, like, some uh, love triangles and betrayal, but it's fine. Whatever. I mean, that was a very rough outline. Well, we've got a lot of fun facts. I just want the listener to leave this educated. If one more person can be educated after this episode, our job is done. (laughs) We're touching lives. (laughs) We're changing lives. We're helping people further their education okay yeah get back to your shit (laughs) get back (laughs) all right so like that's tom hanks's childhood he cried on a podcast about how he was lonely and i think that's very pure but he did go on to say um this quote that i wrote down loneliness breaks you but it's also very good for the soul to be alone There's a huge difference between loneliness and solitude. Loneliness is to be avoided. Solitude is to be sought. Did he say it in like a way that made it sound natural? Are you saying I sounded unnatural? (laughs) What a bitch. Sorry, I just feel I'm just in a mood to roast your ass. You're roasting the hell out of my ass right now. My ass is burnt. Good. Perfect. But that is a cute quote, and I agree. But that's only because, like, I'm a person who, like, isolates myself. So I like to pretend like I'm doing something good for myself by being like, oh, yeah, solitude's good for me. (laughs) And sometimes it simply isn't. Sometimes it is. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So what was his first movie that he was ever in? As you know, my internet is very slow, so, like, opening his filmography is not just... It's not child's play. As as I know, I know a lot about your connection. All right. It looks like his, it looks like his first movie was called He Knows You're Alone in 1980. Wow. He was on The Love Boat? Yeah. And Happy Days. Yeah, he did a lot of, like appearances on pretty big tv shows including family ties that had michael j fox in it 
And he stars in three episodes as one of the main characters' alcoholic brother. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Uh, if you watch the Funnier Die series, a very special episode, they have one on Ned, Uncle Ned being an alcoholic. Oh, damn. Good old Uncle Ed. I mean, Ned. <laughs> Sorry I'm drunk or I would have said Ned the first time. Since we talked about it, I can't get Layla out of my head. Good. It's a um, That means she's a bewitching woman. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so we were talking about his movies. Um and kind of skipping around. So um his third acting credit is Bosom Buddies, the TV show, and he was on that for two years. And he, um, does he play twins in that? Oh, okay. So I don't, I didn't know anything about Bosom Buddies until just now because I saw that he played two characters. Um, he, it's two young single men that have to disguise themselves as women to live in an apartment they can afford. He plays Kip Wilson and Buffy Wilson. But the reason I bring that up is that's where he met his now wife, Rita Wilson, who he's been married to for 31 years. Oh, uh, I had never, I have heard the name Buzz and Buddies. I never knew the plot of it, though. Yeah, me neither. But there you go. Love the name Bosom. Classic cross-dressing. <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious hijinks ensue. So what part did Rita play? Great cue, great cue. Oh, she was only in one episode. But that's cute. So she was in one episode as a character named Cindy. And he was still married to his first wife um, at the time. Basically, he got married when he was really, really young. I think he was, like, 19. And then he had, he and Elizabeth had their first son, Colin Hanks, when Tom was 21. And then they had their daughter, Elizabeth, four years later when he was 25. So he said, like, I was really young and I didn't, like, I didn't know what I was doing. And, again, that sort of narrative of, like, this is something you do to not be lonely. So his marriage was already on the rocks but he wasn't as far as we know although the timeline is a little fast he wasn't cheating but he did meet rita and like really connect with her while he was still married oh interesting here's a quote that tom hanks says about when he met rita rita and i just looked at each other and kaboing that was that i asked rita if it was the real thing for her and it just couldn't be denied so he used the word kaboing, which is kind of gross in my opinion, to describe the spark between him and Rita. Then here's another thing that he said in like 2001 when he was talking about his relationship with Rita and why it works. So he said, the success of our relationship was a matter of timing, maturity, and our willingness to have an intimate connection. When I married Rita, I thought this is going to require some change on my part. I won't deny that Providence was part of us finding each other, but our relationship isn't magic, the way it's shown in movies. In real life, our connection is as concrete as me sitting here. Not that marriage doesn't come close to being hell in a handbasket sometimes, 
but we both know that no matter what, we'll be with each other and we'll get through it. Interesting. And he had two kids with Rita. I mean, yeah, with Rita as well. And they're both actors, I'm pretty sure. Oh, so Colin Hanks is from the first marriage? Yeah, so Colin and Elizabeth are from the first marriage. And then... You got me on my knees, Layla. Okay, go on. Colin and Elizabeth are his children from his marriage to Samantha Luz. And that lasted from 78 to 87. And then he married Rita Wilson in 88. So just a year after he divorced Samantha. And they had Chet and Truman. Checks? Like C-H-E-X? Um, yeah, his middle name is Mix. Hell yeah. No, it's Chet with a T. Sorry to disappoint. Checks, but Mix, I looked Hanks. at Chet and he's kind of hot in like a weird way. I want you to look at him. Um, how old is he? Because I'm not looking him up if he's under 18. He's exactly my age. He's 28. He seems chill. I would not say hot. Okay, well, <laughs> I find Chet Hanks hot. Let it be known. It's on the record. He's like... He, like, kind of looks like a douche. Yeah. Massively. <laughs> well, there you go. He has an energy of somebody who wears, like, gold chains. And, like, leather jackets and, um, wife beaters with, like, sorry to call it a wife beater. I hate that name, but a white tank top <laughs> He has with, like, um, dog M&M, tags. M&M energy. Agreed. And, unfortunately, I think M&M is kind of hot, too. So, there you go. Oh. Oh. Wow, there's a lot happening on this show. So, I know, hold on. I know. Where did you first fall in love with Tom Hanks? Hmm. Good question. Um, I first fell in love with Tom Hanks in You've Got Mail. And the first time I watched that, I was probably like 13 or 14 years old. I just, he was just so charming and funny. As Joe Fox of Fox Books. Yeah. And, like, to be fair, I that movie came out long before I was 12 or 13. But that's when I first saw it. And I was like, okay. Because <laughs> I think maybe the first, probably the first thing I ever saw him in was Apollo 13. And I really loved that movie. And I watched it a lot as a kid. But, like, it wasn't, I didn't know who Tom Hanks was. Like, he was just a guy in a movie that I liked. And then he was in, like, Toy Story, which obviously I really liked. Um, but, again, he was, like, a an animated toy. So then when I watched You've Got Mail as a preteen, I was like, um, I love this movie and I love that guy. Wow. Happened just like that. He was hot in Splash with Daryl Hannah. Agreed. 
I'm just skipping around. I think my favorite one of his movies, you didn't ask, but I'll tell you, of his movies, <laughs> my favorite is probably Forrest Gump. Ah, oh, that's a really good one. Thanks. I agree. The place where he has the worst uh, hair is the Da Vinci Code. He won his first Oscar in Philadelphia, and then he won his second Oscar for Forrest Gump. And I agree that he has the absolute worst hair in all the Da Vinci Code films. It's, like, long, but too receded for it to be long like that. Kind of like how Elrond in Lord of the Rings, played by Hugo Weaving, has, like, such a receding hairline but this long-ass elf wig. And I'm like, no, it doesn't work. It doesn't look good. He has, like, that... It's like a Jerry Seinfeld mullet, but, like, the top just isn't doing the Jerry thing. Like, the back is totally Jerry Seinfeld mullet. Yeah, agreed. Only Seinfeld could pull that off, and he barely did. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. By the skin of his teeth. By the skin of his mullet. (laughs) (laughs) By the skin of his wig. What if Jerry Seinfeld was wearing a wig all those years? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That'd be dope. While we're on the subject of hair, one time in college, my roommate, Crystal, just, like, kind of passed by while I was watching You've Got Mail in our living room, and she was like, ah, Tom Hanks, his hair is like a Brillo pad, and then walked away. (laughs) That movie, I like it because I associate it with Dreams by the Cranberries. Absolutely. But I also, like... I think maybe that's the reason I like it the most. Like, I'm like, do I like the rest of the movie? Like, I like both the actors, and it's fine, but, like, the the music really puts it over the top. I mean, from beginning to end, there's good music. There's, um, like, when Meg Ryan's really sad around Christmas time, she talks about Joni Mitchell. I like the mom in Love Actually. Yeah, Emma Thompson just crying to Joni. My my microphone just fell twice. Hold on. I knew if I didn't tell you, it, you, I'd send it to you and you'd be like, what the hell is that noise at this point in time? <laughs> <laughs> I would absolutely have said that. You would have raged. I would have been so mad. Okay, what are, what are your other highlights of Tom Hanks that you want to get out there to the people? Um, he's in A League of Their Own. As, like, the has-been baseball dude, and he gained 30 pounds for that role, and then he lost 30 pounds to play Andrew Beckett in Philadelphia when he won his first Oscar because he was playing a man who was dying of AIDS. A gay man who was dying of AIDS. Wow, what a baddie. I meant he's a baddie because he's doing his weight up and down. I don't mean because he's playing a gay man dying of AIDS, just for the FYI. I mean, that does make him a baddie, because that's really cool that he was in a movie that was, like, critically acclaimed about gay rights, but. True. Then, like, pretty shortly after that, he developed type 2 diabetes, and it's probably because he was, like, eating a lot of ice cream, and, like he said, he ate a lot of ice cream to gain weight for rolls. Wow. Then he was in Forrest Gump, which is obviously really good. 
and then he was in Apollo 13. And a fun fact about Apollo 13 is Ron Howard wanted it to be realistic, so they filmed they filmed it in zero G. Zero gravity? Yeah, which is cool. And yeah. also Kevin Bacon was there, so that's cool. But then, like, other movies didn't do that and they looked fine. <laughs> You're like, this seems like a lot of work. <laughs> from my from my perspective, they shouldn't have gone that extra mile. If anyone out there is still listening and trying to get an education from us, please don't go the extra mile. That's the bottom Not line with of it. this whole thing. Then he's in Toy Story... Saving Private Ryan, which is the movie I just watched yesterday at work while I was working so that I could be a true Tom Hanks fan. I had never seen it before. I've never seen that. I've never seen Apollo 13 either. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I finally watched Saving Private Ryan and my assessment is it was good. There's lots of like very slow zooms in on people's eyes for whatever reason. So... I really did like it. I thought everyone did a great job, and it was star-studded, but it's... Jeez, okay. Are you offended by my raw review of Saving Private Ryan? Too raw. Please hold back, man. It's like, I'm not gonna spoil, like, who dies when, but, like, a lot of people die, and, like, some of the most major deaths are, like... I don't mean, like, oh, they shouldn't have died, because, like, it's war, and I get it, but, like, they were very unnecessary. Like, it would be a character, like, a little bit wounded, but not, like, fatal wounded, who's, like, safely behind a barricade and getting shot at, and then they just, like, decide to stand up and go grab something, and it's, like, you didn't actually need that thing. Like, what are you doing? So, very weird deaths is all I'm saying. You're not really selling me on this film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel I feel like it was good. I had too high of expectations for it is all. But Tom Hanks did a great job. He was nominated for an Oscar for it. Okay, what is the most interesting fact about Tom Hanks you can pull out right now? Um, Tom Hanks loves typewriters, and if he were stranded on a desert island, he would bring a Hermes 3000 typewriter with him. Cute! Yeah. What a little sweetie. I know. So sweet. Other movies really quickly that I love are, I love the movie Castaway, and I love the movie Catch Me If You Can, um, and I really like... The Post that came out a couple years ago, and I loved Bridge of Spies that came out a couple years ago. And coming up, he's going to play Mr. Rogers in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood that comes out, like, really soon, actually. And then sometime in the future, he's going to play Ove in the movie A Man Called Ove, because... Apparently, America is following its tradition of ripping off Swedish films, like, two years later. So, they're remaking that movie with Tom Hanks. Oh, dope. I don't know what that is. I haven't seen literally any of those movies. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of movies I haven't seen, but... Wait, you haven't seen Catch Me If You Can? Nope. If I were to recommend any of the movies I just said to you, I would recommend Catch Me If You Can. Because it's Leo DiCaprio as, like, a troubled teen who runs away from home and starts forging checks and, like, conning people and just pretending to be a doctor or a pilot. And Tom Hanks is the investigator that's chasing him all over the world trying to catch him. So And Amy Adams is in it for a second. Leo is supposed to be a teenager. Well, he... It, he when it was filmed, he was, I think, or at least, like, a very young adult. He was 27. Oh, shit. <laughs> he was born in 1974, and it came out in 2002, so he was 27, 28. Mm-hmm. I don't know how old he's supposed to be by the end of the movie, but he's, like, I think he's supposed to be, like, 16 or 17 when he runs away from home, and then it, like spans the course of a bunch of years while he cons everyone but it's uh, a true story okay because i was thinking about him when he was on growing pains and i was like uh there's no way he was a teenager in the early 2000s <laughs> sorry ma'am true 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 he always did look very young though so he pulled that off fair in my point opinion you could i'll give you this one bless you he and Nora Ephron had like a really good relationship because he was in Sleepless in Seattle and like a couple other things with her and then when he was writing his book Uncommon Type he like sent pages to her and she would give immediate feedback and he said that the book only came out because of her like it wouldn't have happened without her help Interesting. Yeah, Nora Ephron was an interesting lady. Agreed. If you look up, have you ever watched every, Is I think her movie's called Everything's Copy? No. It's a documentary on her. It's on Amazon hmm. Prime. I'll get right on it. Okay. But she wrote When Harry Met Sally, which is like, it's, if not in my top five, my top ten movies, so... Oh, okay. Well, Sleepless in Seattle and uh, You've Got Mail are both Nora Ephron, right? Yes. Dope. Oh my gosh. Okay, there's two more things we need to talk about. One of them is I just found out to uh, yesterday when I was looking up movies that Tom Hanks was a producer for. And he and Rita Wilson were producers for both Mamma Mia and Mamma Mia Here We Go Again. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, as if those movies could be any more perfect. They couldn't. Ugh. That just made them a little bit more perfect-er. Yep. Which is a word. It is, absolutely. Tom Hanks... Did us like a Halloween sketch on SNL, and he played a character called David S. Pumpkins, <laughs> and the whole premise is—it's really not that funny when you explain it. Actually, so 
just know that he's in a pumpkin suit like a like a tailored suit that has a pumpkin pattern on it and his character's name is david s pumpkins and it's just really good and i was david s pumpkins for halloween last year Oh, I didn't know. I should have, like, done some research or something, but, like, I just showed up here and I was like, Jenny knows a lot about Tom Hanks. She'll explain it to me. <laughs> like, if we were doing a show on Quinn Snyder, I, you would anticipate that I would tell you about him. Absolutely. Like, sometimes when you mention Quinn Snyder in a tweet or a text to me, I still have to look him up. So. <laughs> That's so rude. <laughs> I know, but, like... I think that it's an act of love that I'm at least looking him up again and again because I, I agree. Care about, Thank you. <laughs> care about your interests. <laughs> You're a sweetie. Do you think that Jenny from Forrest Gump is kind of a biatch? Yes, but I understand why. Fair. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's all. I guess that's all I can say. I think she was a bitch to him, but she. I mean, she, like, had a lot of growing up to do and didn't know who she was and felt, like, tied down by him. Because as independent as he actually was, like, he was also very needy and she didn't know how to, like, go be herself and figure out who she was and have him there, too. Not understanding, like, the choices she was making. What do you think about it? I need to revisit that movie because I've always thought Jenny was such a B, but then I'm like, maybe if I watched it when I'm much older, I'll be like, oh, she just did the best she could. Yeah, I don't think she did the right thing every time, but I do think she probably did the best she could. So we can give her that. Oh. But I do think that she definitely used him. Like, my memory of the first time they have sex in that movie is like, she's... It seems like she's taking advantage of him. Like, I don't know that he really fully is, like... Understanding. Yeah. So that's weird to me. I think that part was kind of odd. Agreed. Let's see. Oh, he's 63. So is Rita. I looked up her age. Yeah, a very age-appropriate couple. Or maybe he might be, um... She might be not 63 yet, but they were both born in 1956. Um, okay. And so she was born later in the year. So I didn't want yeah, to his, spread any lies. He just lies. had his birthday, July 9th. Thank you for not lying to me and to our fans. To America. America listens to this. Who, by the way, haven't Venmoed me a cent, but okay. <laughs> Venmo Jenny Anstead. I don't know. what. What's your Venmo handle? My Venmo handle is Jennifer-Anstead. A-N-S-T-E-D. Yep. I honestly don't ask for much. I simply ask for one cent from each of our 12 fans. Every day. (laughs) Every day in perpetuity. Me too. Well, do you have anything to say about, like, Colin Hanks or... I love Fargo season one that features Colin Hanks. I hear it's very good. It's it's, I recommend it, dog. He had like an okay but kind of shitty filmography, but now he's like 
in very good TV. He had to pay so I think his he's dues. He's doing really well for himself. Yeah. Uh, I don't see Chet Absolutely. Hanks. Chet makes Hanks doing anything that cool. Yeah, like all but one of Tom's kids are actors in air quotes, but like Colin is the only one that's really consistently working. That doesn't mean that the others aren't actors, but they're not necessarily working actors. <laughs> yeah. He was in something called Elvis and Nixon. Have you ever seen that? I haven't seen it. He was in King Kong. That Thing You Do. We didn't talk about That Thing You Do. Have you seen that? Nah. That's another one I would strongly recommend. Produced by Tom Hanks and starring Tom Hanks and Colin Hanks. And I think maybe Elizabeth Hanks is in it, his daughter. They one th of the other Hanks kids. They threw her a freaking bone. <laughs> yeah, throw me a freaking bone. It's like, it seems like a biopic, but it's fictional. Have you heard that song that's like, Every time you do that thing you do. Ew, no. What? <laughs> no, I really haven't. <laughs> I just am going to roast you and say that there's a lot of stuff that you don't know about that I feel like is pretty common in this episode that we've talked about. Sorry. Good. I love being out of touch. It's a song called That Thing You Do, and it <laughs> was like kind of a hit, and it came out. It, like, was made for that movie. And Liv Tyler is in it, and she's beautiful. I I would say I'll look it up, but I can't make any promises. Don't make promises you can't keep. It's fine. Thanks. Okay, let's wrap this up. I have nothing else to say to you or to anyone else. <laughs> I'll just make some closing remarks about Tom Hanks. <laughs> what I have to say about Tom Hanks is... He is one of the good Toms. Basically all the Toms except Tom Cruise are good Toms. And I just think he's really smart and sensitive and interesting and he works really hard and he's notoriously on time and respectful and easy to work with. Also, he's a Democrat. Maybe that shouldn't matter, but it matters a lot to me. <laughs> so. It should matter. If he were uh, MAGA, we would not make this episode. Yeah, it would be a lot harder to stand Tom Hanks, but he, like, openly supports and donates to the Democratic Party. One time he said something that a lot of people got really offended by, because he was a producer for Big Love, and so he made a comment that the LDS church openly supporting Prop 8 was un-American. So... He, like, said that kind of controversial thing, which, just to be clear... It, I do think that it was wrong of the LDS church to su openly support Prop 8, not only for my own moral and, like, personal reasons, but because I don't think that a church should tell their members who to vote for or, like, how to vote. But he, like, came out and was like, last week... I labeled members of the Mormon Church who supported California's Prop 8 as un-American. I believe Proposition 8 is counter to the promise of our Constitution. It is codified discrimination. 
but everyone has a right to vote their conscience. Nothing could be more American. To say members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints who contributed to Prop 8 are un-American creates more division when the time calls for respectful disagreement. No one should use un-American lightly or in haste. I did. I should not have. Sincerely, Tom Hanks. What a classy quote. Right? I just think he's such a class act. I do think it's un-American, In every way. I'll say it with haste. I think his distinction that, like, you had the right to vote and that is American is very appropriate. But I agree. If, If laws are being proposed that are taking away some people's rights then it is un-american so okay we'll leave it on that so we can uh be buzzing about how classy (laughs) mr tom hanks is he takes the high road when they go low he goes even higher Mm -hmm. he's up there with michelle just going high the, Um, the two classiest people on earth right now are michelle obama and tom hanks i can't disagree with you Sometimes, just when I think about Tom Hanks, I cry a little bit, because he's so pure. Good. And that's that. That's all I have to say about that. (laughs) Okay. Good. I have nothing else to say either, besides 80s Tom Hanks is hot, and I'll stand by that. Absolutely. And we'll do an Instagram post with the hottest pics of Tom Hanks. Yeah, we will. So follow us at Boss Hags. (laughs) send us money and please don't forget to venmo <laughs> one cent and please don't forget to tell one loved one to listen to our podcast one loved one who won't be offended by occasional swears and we acknowledge that we live in a world where sex exists which is very racy yeah we're very racy one might even say un-american <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Boss Hags out. Bye. Have a great summer. Hags. We should really start saying don't forget to have a great summer in unison. (gasps) What if we do that right now? Okay, do it. This is Boss Hags signing out. Don't forget to have have a a great great summer. summer. (laughs) (laughs) Cute. We're so cute.